Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. trees just like really like make you angry um and there's only one answer for this always never oh my yes i I love trees never is the correct answer but if a tree starts fighting back to you fighting you i don't know i might give you permission to have a little hatred towards trees okay but in this case no no tree slander but in the wizarding world, whomping willows, what's the point? I don't get it. Why are there trees fighting people? I don't know. Very awkward. But anyways, Jacob is me. That is Joe. I don't know what I'm saying, but this is just another chapter. Chapter five, the whomping willow. And it was a decent one. I know Joe's not too fond of it, but that's okay. So if you don't know by now, Joe and I, we have watched the movies, haven't read the books, and we are on our second book, Chamber of Secrets, and I don't know, chapter five. Let's get right into it. It was, I don't know, I'll let let you take it away. Jacob, my friend, we are at the end of summer vacation and it came way too quickly for Harry's liking as is said in the very first line of this chapter mm-hmm. he and he started off his summer at Privet Drive and ended it at the borough living with the Weasleys and the Weasleys they loved Harry they loved having Harry every second now Ron and Harry were a little confused of how the Ford Aglia was going to fit what seemed like a million people and a million pieces of luggage inside the car Yet, what Mr. Weasley hadn't told them was he bewitched it even more to be able to fit six pieces of luggage, plus also have the comfortable space to fit eight people in a five-seater car. I think it's like a four-seater car, too, if you remember from the movies. Not bad. Not bad bad at all. Shout out, Arthur. So, a a four-seater. He should be a car engineer. I feel like he'd make bank in the muggle world. Yo, I think so. I think he's a pretty uh, intelligent man. He could do it. He could do it. So essentially, the whole Weasley gang plus Harry, they get to platform nine and three quarter at King's Cross in London. But before that, Arthur Weasley, he he was trying to convince Mrs. Weasley to let him fly to King's Station. It would just take a couple of minutes, dear, because of course, every single one of his kids had forgotten something inside the borough. They kept on having to drive and then come back. And Jacob, I'm sure you've gone on road trips before in your life or you've just went on a drive. It is the most frustrating thing in your life when you forget something at home and you have to drive back. Yeah, it's that Yui. Come on. Oof. Brutal. So they get there with just a couple minutes to spare. They get to platform nine and three quarters with a couple minutes to spare. First, we have Percy go in, fuck you, Percy. Then it's the twins. Then it's (laughs) Arthur. (laughs) Then it's the twins. Then it's Arthur. Then it's Molly and Ginny Weasley who go through platforms nine and three quarters before we're left with Ronald and Harold Potter. They go, they're like, okay, let's rush to this. They're going, 
they think they're going to go right through. No one's going to notice them going in through a wall in King's Cross, one of the most busy train stations in the world. And bam, they crash into the wall. <sighs> Rest in peace for that cart. That cart is probably like, <laughs> it's done. Oh, yeah. so they get confused there. It's not going through. Everyone's confused. They're all looking at him. Um, Harry's owl is just on the ground, like rolling around in its cage. <laughs> Animal cruelty continues yeah. for Harry Potter. But we digress. They, they, Ron looks at Harry and he's like, the car, we still have the car. Let's go. Mom and dad can operate. They just couldn't operate with us because we're not mm. allowed to yet. It's against the law. So Ron says, <laughs> this can is fly beautiful. the car to Hogwarts. Harry, but I thought Ron... We're stuck, right? Sorry, quote, we're stuck, right? And we've got to get to school, haven't we? And even underage wizards are allowed to use magic if it's a real emergency. Section 19 or something of the restriction of thingy. As if Ron fucking... Yeah, he pulls out this freaking law in the rules. Like, oh, come on. This is so... It's so perfect. It's so wrong, I guess. I don't know. So they get to the car. (laughs) They kind of drive it off to a little alleyway. They check to see if anybody's there. And they press the invisibility thing. But Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong. It was uh, malfunctioning a little bit. It was faulty. It wasn't, it was, uh, it wasn't really working too well. No, it's, It would like start and then it would stop and then it would start. And it, it, it was bad. So everyone, we can just assume here that bare people saw them in the sky, mm-hmm. a flying car in the sky. Yep. Whatever. It's it's okay. We're just not going to say anything. They find to see where the Hogwarts Express is going. They see it's going due north, and that's where they go. They are having the time of their lives. They climb to the over the clouds, through the beautiful blue skies, and they're loving life. They are eating toffee. They are laughing. But as one gets on a road trip, they get bored of each other, and they get tired. Their mouths are dry. They're hungry. They're thirsty, and they have nothing to quench their hunger or thirst. Then, out of nowhere, the car starts to malfunction. Jacob, not good. It malfunctions. Not good. Nope. And it goes crashing down a little bit, just a little, into a tree. The Whomping Willow, we later find out, and they crash into the Whomping Willow. And the tree is so angry that it crashed into them that it went to Mike Tyson's them in the yeah. car until they fall out. They make it to Hogwarts, and they're looking through the window. They're like... Oh, sorry, they're looking through the Great Hall and they see that all the first years are about to um, get sorted and then all these emotions come back into Harry's mind. Like, I was so close to being a Slytherin, but I'm so happy mm-hmm. I'm a Gryffindor. And they see Ginny, Ginny Weasley, that she's about to get sorted um, by Professor McGonagall as she puts the famous sorting hat on the Hogwarts stool. And she's, we can tell it's Ginny Weasley because she's a fiery redhead, which, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have to mention that, but you could have just said, we see Ginny because it's Ron's sister. But hey, you know, let's just say. So they 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 start looking at the teachers there. They're like, oh, that's Dumbledore and Hagrid and Professor McGonagall. And where's Snape? Harry and Ron are like, maybe he got fired because he lost out on the Defense Against the Dark Arts position again. And then Snape comes behind them in a very cold voice and says, Typical. or maybe... I was just waiting to see why you two fools didn't come on the Hogwarts Express. Had to had to roll my S's there for Alan Rickman. Okay. Rest in peace. So Severus Snape takes them to the office. And sorry, 
And then he starts to ask them questions, blah, 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 all this stuff, interrogates them. Then comes in Professor McGonagall and Professor Dumbledore, Professor Albus Dumbledore. And then Dumbledore looks at Harry. Harry can't look at him. He's looking at his knees. He says, why? Explain what you did. And Harry would have rathered that he screamed at them. Quote, it would have been better if he had shouted. Harry hated the disappointment in his voice. He was just staring at his knees. They leave and Dumbledore tells Snape, Snape, come with me. There are some delicious custard tarts I'd like you to try. What a goat move. After saying that the boys won't be expelled, but it's going to be up to Professor McGonagall as to why they are in the predicament they are. McGonagall says, no points will be taken away from Gryffindor. We're going to get, we're going to get into that later, Jacob, but no points will be taken away from um, thing, Dumbledore. Gryffindor, but they have to go to detention. They are so lucky for what ha- from for what just happened there. We'll, we'll get into that. And then they just kind of go into how, and then they see all of their friends and they explain to them what happened. They say they're tired, blah, blah, blah. And that's essentially how the chapter ends. Yep. Jacob, what did you find about this chapter that you really enjoyed before I just ripped um, apart? There was, I mean, there was a few things that were actually really interesting to me, um, but kind of going from where you just left off there, how they didn't get anything, trouble. Yeah. any trouble, really. They were seen by muggles leaving King's Cross. And so the Ministry of Magic or like the the Daily Prophet or something is reporting that muggles saw them mm-hmm. and that's all they get and they also crashed into the whomping willow which snape says a perfectly good whomping willow or something like that so apparently that's important as well yeah rare and whatnot and that's all that happens i mean they must be pretty special uh if that's all that happens really yet they lost how many points was it last year for just being in the astrology tower 50 points each i think yeah and then on top of that too how many points did they lose when they um fended off an ogre i mean shrek from the school yeah it's i don't understand this point system it seems very up to the discretion of these teachers but like it doesn't seem very fair no i don't know the point system needs to be reworked i think that's exactly like that was the biggest issue i had in this chapter was just like the point system like was it kind of one of those things where McGonagall is like, okay, Harry's going to be on the Quidditch team again. We won the, the House <laughs> Cup last year. Like, is Harry the secret? Is that why we won? So, like, protect Harry at all costs. It was, like, was that what it was? Uh, is this tampering? Is there's like, I don't know. It's, it doesn't make sense, really. Um, I don't understand how that's all they get off with. And then, like... Then they, when they go back into the dormitory, um, the common room for Gryffindor, all the buddy, all their buddies are like, yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. And it's like, that's all they, that's all that happens is they actually get more praise than anything. It's not like, I mean, they never really answer why they couldn't get through platform nine and three quarters. So they, they drove, they just thought that made sense. I mean, we could question whether or not it was right. Uh, McGonagall said that you should have sent an owl to us and that we would have figured something out. 
But like, I don't know. These are little kids. They don't they don't necessarily yeah. know. I mean, they didn't mess up, but that's all they get for it. I mean, it, I it was know. it was super weird just because like it's like you mentioned, like it's their kids. So you have to look at it with like a different view, like, ah, they're just kids, whatever. Say la vie. It is what it is. But bro, like, yes, I get it. They're kids, but they did something that's super messed up and they could have literally gotten the entire wizarding world exposed. Yeah. Yet, they're, it's more work for Arthur now. He's got to go, maybe he's got to go erase their minds, uh, free, mm-hmm. <laughs> free those muggles minds or something. I don't know. And I know in the very uh, next tough. chapter or in the next couple of chapters, we're going to get a very angry um, screaming letter from shout mm. out my girl, the plump redhead. <laughs> but so Jacob, the reason why I didn't like this chapter too much, I just felt it was drawn out. I felt as if Harry and Ron were flying the car for forever. forever. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Yeah. Which was the same criticism I had for the Quidditch chapter in book one. Um, chapter 11 Quidditch was that I just felt as if there was too much of one certain thing without any breaks in the middle that it felt too long it's it's like this chapter was a little bit too long for me but I wish if it was maybe a tad bit longer with a little bit of you know a tad bit longer with just a little bit of um, something to break up the mundane part of Harry and of Harry and Ron flying it would have been a lot more interesting Yeah, that's that's fair. It did it did definitely seem it's I wouldn't call it like one of our like so-called like filler chapters because mm-hmm. obviously there is very important, but it did it wasn't as interesting. And I don't know, there wasn't a lot that I got out of it. Like one of the things that did stand out to me quite a bit though was like Harry, like it's going back to the very the very end of the chapter, Harry, even at his worst. Like he's about to like he thinks he's gonna get expelled or anything. He's still just like he's just happy he's at Hogwarts at this point. He's happy he's with people he loves. He's happy that there's food. He's not starved like he is at the Dursleys place. And he just wants to be in the magic world. That's just where he feels a sense of belonging. And it's like really proved at the end of the chapter where he sees his fellow second years, Neville Longbottom, Dean Thomas, uh, Seamus uh, Finnegan. They all give him props. They're like, oh, unbelievable, wicked, cool. It wasn't at the end of the day. And that's, I don't know. That was like the best part for me is just that kind of sense of feeling I get from reading that, that Harry is just, he's happy to be back. And like that, I guess that's the most important part for me. Yeah. And I think that was like the biggest thing we could take away from this chapter was just that you know, Harry was, though he was at the Weasley's house for like the last couple of weeks, he was happy to be back at Hogwarts, which is obviously his first home. And you could even make the argument for his first love. Like it's, it's that important to Harry. Um, And understandably so. I love this whole Snape and Dumbledore and McGonagall thing, like the three-headed, we have the three-headed dog in the last uh, Mm -hmm. book. (laughs) Now we have like the three-headed teachers. Yeah. And just the the thing of Dumbledore, Dumbledore's disappointment in Harry. And he says, and that, mm. that goes into what my favorite quote was of this. Uh, yeah. uh, one of the, sorry, one of the favorite quotes of this, um, sorry, of this chapter was just, um, let me pull it up here. My apologies. Quote, it would have been better if he had shouted. 
Harry hated the, the disappointment in his voice. For some reason, he was unable to look Dumbledore in the eyes and spoke instead to his knees. It's like, it just goes again to show you the respect that Dumbledore mm-hmm. commands. And I thought that was an amazing um, piece of writing and a piece of yeah. symbolism of just how important Dumbledore is, not only to Hogwarts, but to Harry's life. Yeah, from everything we've heard about Dumbledore up to this point, that like he wanted Dumbledore to scream at him instead, instead of him like saying in a calm voice, like, why did you do this? Yeah. And it like really kind of shows like the respect Harry has for him, how much he like admires him. He's just, he felt terrible that he did this and he was caught and that now Dumbledore has to kind of reprimand him in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that as well was something that was very interesting to me. And it, yeah, it just shows how important Dumbledore is. Like, he hasn't really made a huge mark yet, aside from like towards the end of the last book, but he's just so important. And obviously Harry has so much respect for him. All the teachers have respect for him. Nicholas Flamel has respect for him. Everyone has respect for him. And it's just, I don't know, that's, it's proven there in that like small little line. I just, I think it was really nicely written. Um, Give me your favorite quote of, this chapter because i think it was this was a pretty quotable chapter in my opinion my favorite quote was i think i think that was the very first line it was was it i think it was the first line of this chapter the end of the summer vacation came too quickly for harry's liking he was looking forward to getting back to hogwarts but his month at the borough had been the happiest of Mm. his life was that the first very first line or very first i know it was at the start yeah and like i don't know that kind of just summarizes harry's feelings towards mostly actually the dursleys how much he hates them and how much he hated that portion of his life and how it's come so far in such a short amount of time that just one month during his summer vacation after his first year at hogwarts he loves he loved his time there and like obviously he's gonna be excited to go back to hogwarts but he just like is kind of like reminiscing of that like that period that he's in right now and doesn't want to leave that moment, that sense of happiness. And it's feel it, it's almost like he feels like he's peaking and he's like, I just want to stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. And like, even he's like saying, I don't necessarily need to go back, back to Hogwarts. I'm fine. Like now I'm fine right now. And I don't know. It was very beautiful to kind of see how happy he is now. Um, it feels like it's come full circle, even though it hasn't. I don't know. That's just the sense I got from it. How about you? Oh, my favorite quote was the whole Dumbledore thing, but no, I, I, I I agree with you. Like, it feels as if, it feels as if Harry thinks he's peaking right now. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It just, (laughs) it's crazy. It's crazy. He does. I, I, I thought I peaked at like 17, five years later. I still think I'm peaking, but like he's 12 and he thinks he's peaking. So I guess like, I mean, for five years, he's going to think he's peaking. And then, yeah, no, it's, pretty good it's pretty it's bang on it's interesting for sure and like obviously and then even at the end of the chapter it kind of like contrasts um at the beginning he's like oh i don't want to leave i love it here at the borough and then at the end when his other buddies in in gryffindor compliment him like yeah wicked you crashed in you came flying through the car and then harry's just like grinning like with joy um to hear that come from them people he also hasn't seen in a while so i don't know he's he's just happy right now and that's it's great to see 
Um, Jacob. Yes, sir. Let's, um. Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. How often do trees just like really like make you angry? Um, and there's only one answer for this. Always, never. Oh my, yes. I, I love trees. Never is the correct answer. But if a tree starts fighting back to you, fighting you, I don't know. I might give you permission to have a little hatred towards trees. Okay. But in this case, no, no tree slander. But in the wizarding world, whomping willows, what's the point? I don't get it. Why are there trees fighting people? I don't know. Very awkward. But anyways, Jacob is me. That is Joe. I don't know what I'm saying, but this is just another chapter. Chapter five, The Whomping Willow. And it was a decent one. I know Joe's not too fond of it, but that's okay. So if you don't know by now, Joe and I, we have watched the movies haven't read the books and we are on our second book chamber of secrets and i don't know chapter five let's get right into it it was i don't know i'll let, I'll let you take it away jacob my friend we are at the end of summer vacation and it came way too quickly for harry's liking as is said in the very first line of this chapter mm-hmm. He, end, he started off his summer at Privet Drive and ended it at the borough living with the Weasleys. And the Weasleys, they loved Harry. They loved having Harry every second. Now, Ron and Harry were a little confused of how the Ford Aglia was going to fit what seemed like a million people and a million pieces of luggage inside the car. Yet, what Mr. Weasley hadn't told them was he bewitched it even more to be able to fit six pieces of luggage plus also mm-hmm. have the comfortable space to fit eight people in a five-seater car i think it's like a four-seater car too if you remember from the movie not bad not bad, not bad Shout at out all. arthur so uh, a four-seater into he should be a car engineer i feel like he'd make bank in the muggle world yo i think so i think he's a pretty uh intelligent man he could do it he could do it so essentially the whole weasley gang plus harry they get to platform nine and three quarter at King's Cross in London. But before that, Arthur Weasley, he w- was trying to convince Mrs. Weasley to let him fly to King's Station. It would just take a couple of minutes, dear, because, of course, every single one of his kids had forgotten something inside the borough. They kept on having to drive and then come back. And Jacob, I'm sure you've gone on road trips before in your life or you've just went on a drive. It is the most frustrating thing in your life when you forget something at home and you have to drive back. Yeah, it's pull the that Yui. Come on. Oof. Brutal. So they get there with just a couple minutes to spare. They get to platform nine and three quarters with a couple minutes to spare. First, we have Percy go in. Fuck you, Percy. Then it's the twins. Then it's <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> then it's the twins. Then it's Arthur. Then it's Molly and Ginny Weasley who go through platforms nine and three quarters before we're left with Ronald and Harold. 
Potter. They go, they're like, okay, let's rush to this. They're going up. They think they're going to go right through. No one's going to notice them going in through a wall in King's Cross, one of the most busy train stations in the world. And bam, they crash into the wall. Rest in peace for that cart. That cart is probably like, <laughs> it's done. Oh, yeah. So they get confused. They're, it's not going through. Everyone's confused. They're all looking at him. Um, Harry's owl is just on the ground, like rolling around in its cage. <laughs> Animal cruelty continues yeah. for Harry Potter. But we digress. They, they, Ron looks at Harry and he's like, the car, we still have the car. Let's go. Mom and dad can operate. They just couldn't operate with us because we're not allowed to yet. It's against the law. So Ron says, <laughs> this can is fly beautiful. the car to Hogwarts. Harry, but I thought, Ron, we're stuck, right? Sorry, quote, we're stuck, right? And we've got to get to school, haven't we? And even underage wizards are allowed to use magic if it's a real emergency, section 19 or something of the restriction of thingy. As if Ron fucking- Yeah, he pulls out shit. this freaking law in the rules. Like, oh, come on. This is so, it's so perfect. It's so wrong, yeah. I guess. I don't know. So they get to the car. <laughs> they kind of drive it off to like a little alleyway. They check to see if anybody's there and they press the invisibility thing. But Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong, it was uh, malfunctioning a little bit. It was faulty. It wasn't. It, was, uh, it wasn't really working too well. No. It's. It would like start and then it would stop and then it would start and it. Would, it, it was bad. So, everyone, we can just assume here that bear people saw them in the sky, mm -hmm. a flying car in the sky. Yep. Whatever. It's. It's okay. We're just not going to say anything. They find to see where the Hogwarts Express is going. They see it's going due north, and that's where they go. They are having the time of their lives. They climb to the over the clouds, through the beautiful blue skies, and they're loving life. They are eating toffee. They are laughing. But as one gets on a road trip, they get bored of each other, and they get tired. Their mouths are dry. They're hungry. They're thirsty. And they have nothing to quench their hunger or thirst. Then, out of nowhere, the car starts to malfunction. Jacob, not good. It malfunctions. Not good. Mm. And it goes crashing down a little bit, just a little into a tree the whomping willow we later find out and they crash into the whomping willow and the tree is so angry that it crashed into them that it went to mike tyson's them in the yeah. car until they fall out they make it to hogwarts and they're looking through the window they're like oh my, sorry they're looking through the great hall and they see that all the first years are about to um get sorted and then all these emotions come back into Harry's mind like I was so close to being a Slytherin but I'm so happy mm -hmm. I'm a Gryffindor and they see Ginny, Ginny Weasley that she's about to get sorted um, by Professor McGonagall as she puts the famous sorting hat on the Hogwarts stool and she's we can tell it's Ginny Weasley because she's a fiery redhead which mm -hmm. you know didn't have to mention that but you could have just said we see Ginny because it's Ron's sister but hey you know let's just say so they, they, they start looking at the teachers there. They're like, oh, that's Dumbledore and Hagrid and Professor McGonagall. And where's Snape? Harry and Ron are like, maybe he got fired because he lost out on the Defense Against the Dark Arts position again. And then Snape comes behind them in a very cold voice and says, Difficult. or maybe I was just waiting to see why you two fools didn't come on the Hogwarts Express. Had to, had to roll my S's there for Alan Rickman. Okay. Rest in peace. 
So Severus Snape takes them to the office and, sorry, and then he starts to ask them questions, blah, 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 all this stuff, interrogates them. Then comes in Professor McGonagall and Professor Dumbledore, Professor Albus Dumbledore. And then Dumbledore looks at Harry. Harry can't look at him. He's looking at his knees. He says, why? Explain what you did. And Harry would have rather that he screamed at them. Quote, it would have been better if he had shouted. Harry hated the disappointment in his voice. He was just staring at his knees. They leave and Dumbledore tells Snape, Snape, come with me. There are some delicious custard tarts I'd like you to try. What a goat move. After saying that the boys won't be expelled, but it's going to be up to Professor McGonagall as to why they are in the predicament they are. McGonagall says, no points will be taken away from Gryffindor. We're going to get into that later, Jacob, but no points will be taken away from um, thing, Dumbledore. Gryffindor, but they have to go to detention. They are so lucky for what ha- from for what just happened there. We'll, we'll get into that. And then they just kind of go into how, and then they see all of their friends and they explain to them what happened. They say they're tired, blah, blah, blah. And that's essentially how the chapter ends. Yep. Jacob, what did you find about this chapter that you really enjoyed before I just rip um, it apart? There was, I mean, there was a few things that were actually really interesting to me, um, but kind of going from where you just left off there, how they didn't get anything, trouble. Yeah. any trouble, really. They were seen by muggles leaving King's Cross. And so the Ministry of Magic or like the the Daily Prophet or something is reporting that muggles saw them mm-hmm. and that's all they get and they also crashed into the whomping willow which snape says a perfectly good whomping willow or something like that so apparently that's important as well yeah rare and whatnot and that's all that happens i mean they must be pretty special uh if that's all that happens really yet they lost how many points was it last year for just being in the astrology tower 50 points each i think yeah and then on top of that too how many points did they lose when they um fended off an ogre i mean shrek from the school yeah it's i don't understand this point system it seems very up to the discretion of these teachers but like it doesn't seem very fair no i don't know the point system needs to be reworked i think that's exactly like that was the biggest issue i had in this chapter was just like the point system like was it kind of one of those things where McGonagall is like, okay, Harry's going to be on the Quidditch team again. We won the, the House <laughs> Cup last year. Like, is Harry the secret? Is that why we won? So, like, protect Harry at all costs. It was Like, was that what it was? Uh, is this tampering? Is there's like, I don't know. It's, it doesn't make sense, really. Um, I don't understand how that's all they get off with. And then, like... Then they, when they go back into the dormitory, um, the common room for Gryffindor, all the buddy, all their buddies are like, "Yeah, good job, yeah, yeah, that was dope." And it's like, that's all they, that's all that happens is they actually get more praise than anything. It's not like, I mean, they never really answer why they couldn't get through platform nine and three quarters. So they they drove. They just thought that made sense. I mean, we could question whether or not it was right. Uh, McGonagall said that 
you should have written, sent an owl at, to us and that we would have figured something out. But like, I don't know. These are little kids. They don't, they don't necessarily yeah. know. I mean, they didn't mess up, but that's all they get for it. I mean, it, I it was, know. it was super weird just because like, it's like you mentioned, like, it's their kids, so you have to look at it with like a different view. Like, ah, they're just kids, whatever. Say la vie, it is what it is. But, bro, like, yes, I get it, they're kids, but they did something that's super messed up and they could have literally gotten the entire wizarding world exposed. Yeah. Yet, they're, it's more work for Arthur now. He's got to go, maybe he's got to go erase their minds, uh, free, mm-hmm. <laughs> free those muggles' minds or something. I don't know. And I know in the uh, very next tough. chapter or in the next couple of chapters, we're going to get a very angry um, screaming letter from shout mm. out my girl, the plump redhead. <laughs> but so Jacob, the reason why I didn't like this chapter too much, I just felt it was drawn out. I felt as if Harry and Ron were flying the car for forever. forever. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Yeah. Which was the same criticism I had for the Quidditch chapter in book one. Um, chapter 11 Quidditch was that I just felt as if there was too much of one certain thing without any breaks in the middle that it felt too long it's it's like this chapter was a little bit too long for me but I wish if it was maybe a tad bit longer with a little bit of you know a tad bit longer with just a little bit of um, something to break up the mundane part of Harry and of Harry and Ron flying it would have been a lot more interesting Yeah, that's that's fair. It did it did definitely seem it's I wouldn't call it like one of our like so-called like filler chapters because mm-hmm. obviously there is very important, but it did it wasn't as interesting. And I don't know, there wasn't a lot that I got out of it. Like one of the things that did stand out to me quite a bit though was like Harry, like it's going back to the very the very end of the chapter, Harry, even at his worst. Like he's about to, like, he thinks he's going to get expelled or anything. He's still just like, he's just happy he's at Hogwarts at this point. He's happy he's with people he loves. He's happy that there's food. He's not starved like he is at the Dursley's place. And he just wants to be in the magic world. That's just where he feels a sense of belonging. And it's like really proved at the end of the chapter where he sees his fellow second years, Neville Longbottom, Dean Thomas, uh, Seamus uh, Finnegan. They all give him props. They're like, oh, unbelievable, wicked, cool. It wasn't at the end of the day. And that's, I don't know. That was like the best part for me is just that kind of sense of feeling I get from reading that, that Harry is just, he's happy to be back. And like that, I guess that's the most important part for me. Yeah. And I think that was like the biggest thing we could take away from this chapter was just that you know, Harry was, though he was at the Weasley's house for like the last couple of weeks, he was happy to be back at Hogwarts, which is obviously his first home. And you could even make the argument for his first love. Like it's, it's that important to Harry. Um, And understandably so. I love this whole Snape and Dumbledore and McGonagall thing, like the three-headed, we have the three-headed dog in the last uh, Mm -hmm. book. (laughs) Now we have like the three-headed teachers. Yeah. And just the the thing of Dumbledore, Dumbledore's disappointment in Harry. And he says, and that, mm. that goes into what my favorite quote was of this. Uh, yeah. uh, one of the, sorry, one of the favorite quotes of this, um, sorry, of this chapter was just, um, let me pull it up here. My apologies. 
quote, it would have been better if he had shouted. Harry hated the, the disappointment in his voice. For some reason, he was unable to look Dumbledore in the eyes and spoke instead to his knees. It's like, it just goes again to show you the respect that Dumbledore mm-hmm. commands. And I thought that was an amazing um, piece of writing and a piece of yeah. symbolism of just how important Dumbledore is, not only to Hogwarts, but to Harry's life. Yeah, from everything we've heard about Dumbledore up to this point, that like he wanted Dumbledore to scream at him instead, instead of him like saying in a calm voice, like, why did you do this? Yeah. And it like really kind of shows like the respect Harry has for him, how much he like admires him. He's just, he felt terrible that he did this and he was caught and that now Dumbledore has to kind of reprimand him in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that as well was something that was very interesting to me. And it, yeah, it just shows how important Dumbledore is. Like, he hasn't really made a huge mark yet, aside from like towards the end of the last book, but he's just so important. And obviously Harry has so much respect for him. All the teachers have respect for him. Nicholas Flamel has respect for him. Everyone has respect for him. And it's just, I don't know, that's, it's proven there in that like small little line. I just, I think it was really nicely written. Um, Give me your favorite quote of, this chapter because i think it was this was a pretty quotable chapter in my opinion my favorite quote was i think i think that was the very first line it was was it i think it was the first line of this chapter the end of the summer vacation came too quickly for harry's liking he was looking forward to getting back to hogwarts but his month at the borough had been the happiest of Mm. his life was that the first very first line or very first i know it was at the start yeah and like i don't know that kind of just summarizes harry's feelings towards mostly actually the dursleys how much he hates them and how much he hated that portion of his life and how it's come so far in such a short amount of time that just one month during his summer vacation after his first year at hogwarts he loves he loved his time there and like obviously he's gonna be excited to go back to hogwarts but he just like is kind of like reminiscing of that like that period that he's in right now and doesn't want to leave that moment, that sense of happiness. And it's feel it, it's almost like he feels like he's peaking and he's like, I just want to stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. And like, even he's like saying, I don't necessarily need to go back, back to Hogwarts. I'm fine. Like now I'm fine right now. And I don't know. It was very beautiful to kind of see how happy he is now. Um, it feels like it's come full circle, even though it hasn't. I don't know. That's just the sense I got from it. How about you? Oh, my favorite quote was the whole Dumbledore thing, but no, I, I, I I agree with you. Like, it feels as if, it feels as if Harry thinks he's peaking right now. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It just, (laughs) it's crazy. It's crazy. He does. I, I, I thought I peaked at like 17, five years later. I still think I'm peaking, but like he's 12 and he thinks he's peaking. So I guess like, I mean, for five years, he's going to think he's peaking. And then, yeah, no, it's, pretty good it's pretty it's bang on it's interesting for sure and like obviously and then even at the end of the chapter it kind of like contrasts um at the beginning he's like oh i don't want to leave i love it here at the borough and then at the end when his other buddies in in gryffindor compliment him like yeah wicked you crashed in you came flying through the car and then harry's just like grinning like with joy um 
to hear that come from them. People he also hasn't seen in a while. So I don't know. He's, he's just happy right now. And that's, it's great to see. Um, Jacob. Yes, sir. Let's um, talk about Severus Snape. Mm, sure thing. Sure My thing. chapter winner. He, yeah. he was on there for like three pages. Doesn't matter. Just the whole like him him coming up behind their necks and then kind of like demanding Dumbledore and McGonagall to like punish them and just my biggest like takeaway from from chapter from book one, sorry, was the lack of Severus. Though he was yeah. a big part of the storyline, he wasn't really in the story. And I'm happy that like four chapters in, or sorry, five chapters in, we're getting a pretty good Snape chapter and knowing what happens at the end of this book, it's I'm very excited for Snape and that's why he is my chapter wiener. Hmm. Yeah, that's very fair. And I think that kind of scene where he comes up behind them, it's almost, it's very cartoonish. And I don't know why, but it also kind of, it reminds me a little bit of, I don't know if you've seen Phineas and Ferb, that show on um, Disney yeah. Channel. Yeah. It's almost like the older sister, Candace, Candace, yeah. I think. She's like, always trying to get them in trouble for doing something bad. And that's basically what he's doing here. He's like, he's pointing to McGonagall and Dumbledore, like expel them, God, expel them. Look what they did. And, and then McGonagall and Dumbledore are like, nah, they don't need an expulsion. Now nah, we're good. And man. it's like, you see what they did. Yep. And it didn't, it didn't happen. Um, so I, I don't know. That's fair. I, uh, that's a fair chapter winner. Um, I, I went with, I don't know if it seems like a cop-out answer, but I went with Harry and Ron. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a cop-out answer. I think it's very fair. They went, yeah. Okay. They went on that long trip. They, (laughs) they they're quick, quick thinking. I mean, it was ended up being kind of the wrong thinking, but they're like, we've got a car here. Why don't we just fly? We're I'm, I can figure it out. We can just follow the train. Um, They were having a blast until it was not as fun. And, they were getting beat up by the tree together. And it's just, it's more of the same, more of, I don't know, developing stories from them that kind of just makes them like each other more and stuff. So I don't know, Harry and Ron, I thought they, they're the combo. Once again, they proved to be almost like peanut butter and jelly. I'd yeah. say. And then you have Hermione to be the bread. You don't always need it, but it's great when you have it. Well done. That makes sense. PB and J and bread you know what i'll never get though that like peanut butter and jelly that comes in the same jar do you know what i'm talking about but like have you seen it if you if you ever do that peanut butter and jelly in the same jar (laughs) get out of here you're done for i don't like you i think that's the most passionate you've been about anything (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry that's just brutal do you do you peanut butter and jelly in the same jar or that analogy that analogy I think peanut butter and jelly in the same jar is disgusting. That's but do so you, weird. Do you think less of me because I use peanut butter powder? I honestly didn't know that was a thing. It's just like a lower calorie version of peanut butter. It's like good for smoothies instead of like having to put a, tea, a tablespoon That's of peanut butter. That's actually interesting. I'll yeah. have to look into that. I'll send you a picture okay. of the thing I use in the podcast after. Sure. I actually don't don't mind that. But peanut butter and jelly in the same jar? Let's move on from that. Straight. Disgusting. Um, did, did, did you, you feel like, a, sorry, you go. 
Did you have a character you didn't like in this chapter? No, I was just about to ask you the same thing. Like, did you have like a character, like a chapter loser or like a character you didn't like? The closest thing I could come to was like the Ford Anglia. Like that was like, mm. just because of like how much it kept this like malfunctioning. But then again, like if it didn't malfunction, then we wouldn't have the interesting stuff that happened to Harry mm. and Ron. But then again, it might've been like shorter and we would have been able to, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's not a loser, but it's not a winner. It's like second place. Hmm. But then okay. again, second co- place is the first I... loser. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I guess so. That is true. I couldn't come up with one. Um, someone I hated in this chapter. Yeah. Um, I couldn't think of it. Like, and like, you can't pick Snape because he was actually like good in this chapter, like yeah. in a, in a, not necessarily in a bad sense. Cause he's just, he's just kind of strict in this, this chapter. It's he's not necessarily, teacher. he's, he's playing a strict teacher perfectly. and we know that. Yeah. And that's just what it was. It's like, he was being kind of realistic. I mean, if it wasn't Harry Potter, I don't know, would they have had the same, if, if Seamus and Dean Thomas came in on a flying car and oh, they'd be expelled they'd be expelled. they'd be expelled and like well wh- how i forget why hagrid was expelled but like um, we find out this book yeah this like very very interesting how the famous wizard harry potter gets a little bit of leniency i don't know very suspicious what was i gonna say oh my god um i feel so last year in chapter in book one, sorry, when they were in the potions class for the very first time, Snape kept on making them lose points for like literally nothing, like five points away from Gryffindor, you lose mm-hmm. one point. Like, did they like have like a board meeting this summer and they were like, hey guys, yeah. so only like house heads can deduct points from their own house, mm-hmm. like Snape, none of this bullshit anymore. <laughs> Maybe because like they didn't, I mean, there's also the argument, like, do they not remove points now because they don't have points in the semester? To, like they mentioned, didn't start yet. Technically. Cause like that seemed like, yeah. Can you get a point deficit? Like, I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot of intrigue when it comes to the point system that I I would like some answers, but I, I just want to say my two, my, two years as a prefect and my four years part of a prefect house in high school, my house won every year. I'm just putting that out there. Hashtag house to leadership white house. So um, just putting that out there. Respect. Respect. Okay. Respect. Thank you. Um, appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that. Prefect Joe. <laughs> well done. Well done. Do you have anything else to add Jacob before we get into chat? I don't think so. Broomsticks. I think we could we can move on to our broom six because yeah, it's okay. Not a, not perfect. I'll just say that. Yeah. Can I go first? Sure. Is this okay. Two out of five. It's, it's, it does not deserve a one out of five. I don't like it's two out of five because I think it's a little bit too, actually, you know what? Sorry. Three out of five. I'm going to be nice. Three out of five, just because. Wow. You were (laughs) okay. All right. Just three sure, out of five. A little bit too long, Jacob. A little bit yeah. too long. But at the same time, it like 
it got Harry to, it got Harry to Hogwarts. It got Ron to Hogwarts. We got to see a good version of Snape. McGonagall was like almost my chapter winner. We got to see a little bit more of Dumbledore and kind of go into the mind of Dumbledore where it's like he's like the father figure for everyone at school, yet he also has that like, you know what, let's just leave them alone. Let's go eat. He kind of has a like mystique to him, like just let everybody else handle it. I know what I'm doing. And I like that about him. And that's, I think as a whole, the chapter sucks, but I think individually, like each individual aspect is near perfect. Yeah. I guess you can take some wins out of this chapter without like looking at it as a whole where it was like, yeah, it was kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I'm not changing my answer, but I gave the same um, as you, I think three out of five, because yeah, it was it was still important, and there was a lot of interesting stuff that came out of it. The flying car getting there, the Whomping Willow beating the crap out of them, and even <laughs> we get we get more Lee Jordan. Respect Lee oh, Jordan. Shout out Lee. <laughs> he like he like daps up Harry for <laughs> flying in on the cars. Like, why is Lee Jordan such a big character? I just, I don't understand. <laughs> he was also in chapter four, like, like he was at the, uh, the game shop with the twins. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like Lee Jordan, we've got his, we had like, he was a chapter winner. That was a chat. Like the, he got a chapter winner for sure. So it's like, I don't know, man. I was, how close were you to giving Lee Jordan his second chapter win? No, I wasn't, I was not close, but it just, anytime he comes in, there's just, he does. He always just does random stuff that's like so like nonsensical or exactly like some of the stuff he says. I don't know. It's just it's funny. It's it's good stuff. I can see why Fred and George like him. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give him that. Yeah, that's uh. Anything else to add, Jacob? No, I think that is it. So we'll wrap it up there. Just another chapter from Jacob and Joe. See you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter.